listening to Intentional Christianity. In this podcast, we're dedicated to helping you develop a mindset of how to process information and scenarios we frequently encounter as Christians using scripture and critical thinking. Through listening, we hope to help you better engage with the world and ultimately point others to Christ. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Intentional Christianity. And this week we are doing vulnerability, going to be talking about vulnerability in Christian relationships and leadership. We have somebody new. She's awesome. Anna Tomasetti. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. She's also a musician, so we will love that. And of course, Hannah is back. Hello. Welcome back. Might be your last one, so we'll miss her. But yeah, just vulnerability in Christian relationships. Any, Any initial thoughts? Um, well, I think first of all, we should define what vulnerability actually is, because if we're going to be discussing it, it's probably important to know what we're talking about. So, um, yeah, what does it mean to be truly vulnerable? Okay, hot takes. If you had to define vulnerability, in like yeah. in like three words or like <laughs> five, five words, vulnerability in five words. Actually, I have a five. I have one. Look at you go. I do. All prepared. I wrote it down. Okay, I kind of cheated there. Go but for it. Allowing yourself to be known. Yeah, that's five. five. Look at you go. Allowing yourself to be known. Um, Andy? I'm not that skillful. (laughs) So so I I would just say uh, allowing other people to know where you are and your walk with Christ Mm. and things you're struggling with, allowing them to have a view into your life that you usually wouldn't let people see. And that's a good, you said, you mentioned Christ. And I think that's a good point to make of biblical vulnerability is going to look different from the world. And so that's what we're talking about today, biblical vulnerability. And at some points, I think the kind of vulnerability we're going to be talking about is going to look different from the kind of world, uh, worldly vulnerability. Yeah. The world says vulnerability is bad. Actually, I would argue they're like, Oh, you need to be strong. You know, stay strong. Uh, don't, don't make yourself look weak. You got to make a good image for yourself, but no, no. Um, (laughs) You're wrong. Yeah. Like, (laughs) This and this all comes back with fellowship, like we talked about last week. If you're not vulnerable with somebody, um, you have to open up to them, and that's how right. you get people to trust you. Like it's a, it's it opens a, up, it's an invitation for them to be vulnerable as well. It creates a exactly. relationship, and that's how you share the gospel with people. You create relationships, Ooh. and you are like when you know somebody. Like the gospel isn't just like kind of this cover story like, oh yeah, um, you sin, you're sinful and Jesus loves you. So he came down and died for you and then he rose again and you can be with him forever in heaven. Like that's a, that's a, that's a quick little, um, like five Tracked. second, five second gospel track. But like the gospel is applicable to everyday life, mm-hmm. like in every situation that you're in. Like it's, yeah, it's really like, so Oh, what was I going to say? So like the gospel, it's, it can be applied like that. And when you're in a relationship with somebody, it's, it's an invitation for the gospel, for you to share the gospel in that everyday life because you're doing it with them. Mm. You're in everyday life with them. And so that's, I think, one of the coolest parts of true vulnerability is because you are sharing, not like you're sharing your whole self. You're like, this is who I actually am. This is where I'm at. And if somebody's being truly vulnerable, they're allowing you to see their brokenness. And in that brokenness, that's where Jesus can come in and heal that. And so that's also an important aspect of vulnerability in relationships um, not necessarily like Christian to Christian or Christian to non-Christian, just in general, I think. Mm. I, I affirm that's that's good. I want to take a step back. And so there's there's a lot of goodness there um, <laughs> of just why does it matter? Like, why does vulnerability matter? So we said what it is just is allowing ourselves to be known 
by -hmm. other people. Um, But what, um, why does it matter? I would, I'd say, so sin is kind of like mold. It grows best when it's in the dark. Um, And so uh, when you keep sin into yourself and by yourself, don't let anybody else in it, it will demolish you. It will take over. Um, And of course, Christ, Christ is all you need for that. Uh, He can, you know, he's literally take that right away, but a huge resource is sharing with other people, finding a good group of friends that can hold you accountable to whatever you're struggling with. And that's being vulnerable because Satan knows that as soon as we tell somebody about what's happening and we get other people in on this, he loses a stronghold that he can use. So when it's hard because we don't, a lot of times, you know, we want people to think good of us. No, that's not true for everybody. But oftentimes, like the humans, we like to to be liked. Since we're social creatures, we want to fit in. And so the world is very, um, it's hard because you may think, oh, if I tell them this, they won't like me anymore. Or if I do this, they don't want to hang out. Um, and that's not, all, that's not always true, especially with right. Christians. <clears throat> if a Christian were ever to say that to you, if you were to go up to a, a true Christian and say that, and they rejected you or they, they didn't want to be with your friend. I would, I would, I don't, they're not a Christian because we should be loving and accepting people. Um, and we're there to support. We don't necessarily ex- support what they believe. Not all beliefs are supportive, but we need to help minister to people and um, get them to Christ. So those things, anything, you know, they may believe that we would not agree with can mm-hmm be yeah, ministered yeah. to and fixed yeah. so yeah I, it was kind of a, I think a common theme i'm seeing in both of what you guys said of just like the faith we have is a personal one mm-hmm. and our god he promises all throughout the bible of just like he wants to know us and uh, we are known by him and so we get to know god but then uh, i think it's first corinthians 8 3 it says whoever loves god is known by god and and then Galatians 4 and 9, it says, but now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how are you turning back to the weak and miserable um, things of this world? And so scripture is talking about how we have a personal relationship with Christ. And so with that, we're known by him. And that doesn't just exist in our vertical relationship with God, but it also exists in the horizontal plane. Because being Christians, it's placed us in this group of believers, the body of Christ. Our bodies are no longer our own. And we're placed in this body of Christ, the family, the bride. Um, And that's, I think, one of the chief places um, where vulnerability matters. Because it's not an authentic uh, place of fellowship if we're not truly Mm. being vulnerable. Right. And I think there's also, like, true vulnerability also comes with being fully... um, integrated, Like, who you are in Jesus. And so when you're confident in that... And you, you're, when you know that your identity is in Christ, that it's easier almost to be vulnerable with people who don't necessarily know him or who do. Um, and, and that's, that's, I think that's really cool. Cause like when you're, when you're secure in that, then it's safe to be vulnerable with other people. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you guys think it looks like to be vulnerable and not biblical vulnerability? <laughs> I know Andy already started talking about sin mm-hmm. of like the Bible talks about like Proverbs 28, 13 of whoever conceals their sin does not prosper. And then later in first John, it talks about walking in the light and fellowship with one another. And so that talks about this practice of just confessing sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one area where that takes, that takes vulnerability. Right. And honestly, it's a, a fight against pride because pride 
as you said, with the world, it tempts you to be like, you can do this on your own. Other people really don't need to know. Um, but it takes humility to be vulnerable yeah, and to be like, I've sure. honestly been struggling with this and I, I need you guys to pray um, that God would continue to help me fight this sin. Right. Yeah. So I think, well, the first step is being vulnerable with God, kind of like you mentioned, Hannah, because God and it mentions this in Hebrews and Paul also mentions it a few times in some of his books. Um, but he says, you know, that God, while man looks at the outward appearance, God looks at the heart. And so there's nothing that you can hide from God. So if you can't be vulnerable and tell God what your problems are, even when he already knows, how can you expect to tell other people? Uh, and quick, uh, we talked about this, I think a few episodes ago, but just to kind of break down real quick why you should tell it to God, even though he already knows. When you think about a relationship, you have to connect with the other person. Uh, I know, and Hannah used this in, as an example one time when she was speaking. She said that, you know, if your friend is moving and you hear that they're moving through another friend, that's kind of hurtful because you would expect that the friend that's moving, you want to hear it from them directly, it means more. Uh, and so it's that's how a relationship works. So when you go to God directly, yeah, he already knows. But when you tell him, it means more coming from you because that means you actually want to invest in that relationship with him uh, and that you actually care. So even while God already knows, um, it's important that we do talk to him. And so when we're vulnerable with him, because uh, he, like I say, he sees the heart. If, if we can't be vulnerable with him when he sees the heart, we can't expect to tell people that don't know our hearts uh, about what, what the problem is. So that would be the first step is being vulnerable with God. And then once, once you do that, take it to godly Christian people, people that are, in, that are strong in their faith uh, and be vulnerable with them. And that, that means that opening up to them, tell them where you're standing in your relationship with Christ. If you need accountability for something, Get, get accountability uh, because like you, you can't, it's hard, very hard to do it by yourself. Mm, that's good. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I wrote down a few things uh, coming in here today. And one that I've been just kind of thinking like, cause everything has a cost. And so I've been kind of applying that to like my devotionals in the morning, like, all right, so I'm learning this. So what does it cost me as a Christian or just as a human being like to not act this way? So what does it cost you to not be vulnerable? What do you think? Like in a relationship with Jesus or in a relationship with somebody, you know, um, somebody that's like kind of an acquaintance or, I mean, I don't know. And there are there different levels of vulnerability too? Like, are there, um, I think there, there are like different levels. So like, I'm not going to tell this complete stranger, Hey, um, my grandma died today. Like, that's like, not, <laughs> that's, you don't, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, but somebody who's close to me, like, Hey, um, I'm actually really struggling with this. Can you pray for me? Can you help me? Can you drive me to this one place? Like, you know, like if you need that sort of support. And so, um, I think that's also discernment, like just trying to to just not decide necessarily, but to gauge how much vulnerability mm. you need to apply to certain situations. Yes. Um, and so I think there's definitely growth in that and there's room for growth in that as you, as you grow in your relationships with people um, and they get deeper or perhaps they fall away. Um, but yeah. That's a really good point. As someone who talks a lot, I think that's, I'm constantly fighting that tension of like, how much is too how much? much is, yeah. I also <laughs> don't want to be like leaving people in the dark of like the things that are happening in my life. But it, right. scripture tells us that we are called to like bear one another's burdens and not in a way that this person is your personal savior. Mm. Christ is our savior, right. but we're able to process burdens together. Yeah, by Coming alongside and yeah. Yeah. And Definitely. so that's, if 
you're not vulnerable. That's that burden's not mm. being processed as it should, as God's like designed it to be processed. And so I think that's a really important part of this of like vulnerability is not optional in being mm. a believer and part of the body of Christ. Um, and I think a lot of people think that they're just like, ah, I, I have trust issues. I just, I don't have to be vulnerable because I've been hurt before. And they're like, if I'm vulnerable and aren't I just opening myself up to future hurt? Mm. And the fact is you are like, but that's completely in line with our faith of our faith right. is not a risk-free one. Exactly. And, and neither is vulnerability. Yeah. And I think if you are hurt, then there's room for healing and there's a beautiful, like that's, I think some of the most defining moments in at least my life is like when I've been really hurt and really down and then Jesus comes down, he's like, Hey, I've got you. I'm going to pull you out of this. And that has just deepened my faith so much. Um, like those, those moments and those seasons where it's really hard. Um, and like I, I'm hurt, like I've been vulnerable and I've been hurt through that. But Jesus is like, hey, I praise you in being vulnerable. Good job. And I love you, good and faithful servant. And I'm going to pull you out of this and we're going to we're going to do it together. And so I think there's so much room for that in that invitation. And it's wonderful and beautiful. And yes. Yeah. What does it look like to grow in vulnerability? So Anna said mm-hmm. something about discernment. And I think that's something that definitely requires yeah. the Holy Spirit for sure. of deciding that line of what should be shared mm-hmm. and what's not. And we know God yeah. has the power to control our mouths and tongues. And so we really desperately need his <laughs> help in what to say and when to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and how to do so. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think if you're having tro- uh, problems like being vulnerable, just I don't even point out Jesus was vulnerable with his disciples. He asked mm-hmm. them to pray with him and to pray for him. He didn't, he didn't need to do that. He's Jesus. He's, he's God. Uh, he could have called angels at his, side anytime he he needed to but he was vulnerable in the sense that he's like even in Gethsemane he's like guys pray with me um since because he was in human form he took on the struggles of man he faced the same problems that we do which is another great thing about our our God is that we, we have we serve a God that can relate to our situation because he came as a man and came with the same struggles he he faced temptation he never gave into it but he faced temptation um he faced extremely hard temptation um and and so that he like i said he asked people to his disciples to pray with him so even knowing that jesus was vulnerable in that sense i think is a huge encouragement to us and uh you don't have to tell people every little detail about your life but the more you trust somebody the better your relationship with them you should be able to share more with them and it's going to feel uncomfortable sometimes you're not going to want to but sometimes getting something off your chest will help you feel much better. Uh, and it's really great just to have people in your lives that you're in your life that can help support you through something. So you think about, think about the result of what you're doing rather than the initial moment of actually having to do it. It's going to be hard in the moment, but the result of doing that is going to be, is going to weigh out. It's going to outweigh the uncomfortable feeling that you have maybe before or while you're doing it. Yeah, it's not easy. It's going to be painful at times, but yeah, it's not optional. Christian life mm-hmm. is not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. It's, rewarding. it's, re- yeah, it's rewarding. It's rewarding, but it's not yeah. easy. So yeah, if we have if, any other things? I think I'm good. All right. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. Yeah. Anna, it's, it's, it's a awesome. gift. She's a dear sister in Christ. <laughs> She's going to college next year. So oh, yeah. This is one of her on the podcast before she goes off. Yeah. Bye. Five eating of... chips on the first one okay you know this what one. andy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah thank you guys for listening um look forward to making our next episode next week we'll see you bye